When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my segment that I forced into existence called Terrence Fact. Perfect. Get out with the title. Ash, what do you think the national anthem of Scotland is? <laughs> You're never going to guess it. I have no idea. I don't even know where to start. Can I just tell you? Yeah. It's a unicorn. What? For real. It says apparently it was chosen because of its connection to dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. That's nuts. I feel like that might be false. I might also. I did we think fact it's true. check that? Did no. we actually fact no, check that? No, I don't fact check so is anything. Is this really like yes. fact or fiction? It's or is true. this like liar? A thousand percent <laughs> true. <laughs> What is up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. My name is Ashley. I'm Taryn. And um, we're super stoked today because, as you guys know, we have been going through an Enneagram series. If you're just hearing about the Enneagram for the first time, I would pause this episode yeah. and I'd go back, you know, roughly five episodes <laughs> <laughs> um, to the start of our Enneagram series, which, if you guys don't even know what an Enneagram is, this is a personality um, test um, that. Taryn and I have found very helpful. I mm -hmm. love to disclose this. I don't think it is gold. I don't think, I think there's flaws and I think um, it's not, you know, like this perfect thing that'll help you discover. It's up for interpretation. It's up yeah. for interpretation. However, I have found it to be one of the most useful tools when it comes to communication with friends, with family, with better understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that is where we're at today. This is our final episode yes. in our Enneagram series. And we're super stoked because as you guys know, there's only nine numbers in the Enneagram, which is an odd number. So today we're fully focusing on the number three, which is number super three. exciting. And we have a little surprise for you guys. We have a guest today. Who me? Who you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey guys, it's, uh, it's Alicia. I was forced with uh to come here and sit down and i'm currently repping ua merch we have the mug go buy it 
Um, as well as my anonymous crew neck. Honestly, I love this She's thing. She's a big fan. I wear this thing all the time. I even sleep in it. There's probably like nasty stains on it, but I love this um, merch. Um, so fun fact for you guys, Alicia's my sister. She is the third roommate in the roommate triad. Yes, she is. <laughs> triad, Enneagram lingo, whoa. Um, but she also identifies as a three, which is super fitting because we are doing the three today. I am such a three. Mm-hmm. I, like the most stereotypical three I know. Yes. I also scored really high on a six. So my second number is a six. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is when threes are in their healthy state, they tend to lean more towards a six. So I feel like I understand the three extremely well, but also the six really well. Yes. And then I've said this in uh, one of our episodes beforehand, but there is only one triad in the Enneagram, the way that it's set up. And I'm a nine. <laughs> Alicia's a three. Our mom is a six. And we are the triad. You, you guys <laughs> definitely are. Your dynamic is like, it's so funny because you're all so different. Yet, like, you all flow so well and you understand each other so well. Yeah, I go to a three, which is Alicia, when I'm in a good, healthy place. I go to a six when I'm in an unhealthy place. See, what's funny is when I'm not doing my hottest and I'm more unhealthy, threes go to nines. Which is me. when you give me passive aggression, I give it right back to you. Yeah, she does. And that's why I'm always like, And that is why we never fight. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, we fight the same way. We're the same person. Every time me and Ash get in something too, I always go talk about it with Alicia because I'm like, help me understand. And it's always the most productive conversation because like no one knows knows me better than Alicia. She knows her so well because like she's been her, like she has moments where she is her. the same. (laughs) Ah, Amazing. So as you guys know, if you've been with us through the Enneagram series for a while, we have a couple tools that we've been using. The road back to you is the book that got me into the Enneagram in the first place. I highly recommend it. Wait, you found it. I found it. Oh, I found it. Was it under my bed? It was under your bed. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) I looked everywhere for this book for the longest time when we were starting the series because I was like, I know it's here somewhere, but I had given it to Taryn. I'd given it to Alicia, which fun fact, this is actually Ashley's, my my friend Ashley. Oh. (laughs) She let me borrow this probably like five years ago. Sorry for the red on it. I don't know what that is. (laughs) If you watch my vlogs, there's always this pile of books under my bed. (laughs) I finally cleaned it out, but apparently you found it. That's I awesome. did. I found it. I found it uh, approximately five weeks ago. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, exactly. Um, so anyways, that is the book that we have been using during this series. Also, we highly recommend the Sleeping At Last podcast when it comes, once you've figured out your number, which if you haven't figured out your number, um, all of the resources for the free test as well as the paid for test are available on our Instagram. So you can go to our highlight for it and you can find the test there. Once you know your number, highly recommend listening to the Sleeping At Last podcast. Also, I've mentioned this in multiple um, episodes before. There's the Typology podcast where you can listen to panels of your number discuss life. And it's very, very, very interesting. But that being said, if you don't know what the three is, Alicia, do you know, do you want to just give us a brief, like what you think the three, what it is to be a three? I think you kind of self labeled me. What's it called? I, I, so when I, (laughs) (laughs) when I read the book, I was the first out of all three of us to discover the Enneagram. When I read through all the numbers and like really took my time reading through them, I read the three and was like, this is Alicia. (laughs) Ah. 
like this, I was like, this is her. So I, I like didn't want to tell her because I wanted her f- to figure it out on her own. But then at the same time, I was like, hey, I figured you out and you need to read this because I know you so well now. So threes are the achiever. We get our validation from goals or work. Um, and it's so funny because a lot of successful people are threes or have three somehow on their wings or something like that. And it all makes so much sense because we strive for success to feel validated. Mm -hmm. It's not about what you get from that success. It's not really, you know, the the money, that's cool. The promotions, that's cool. The titles, if you're the CEO or something, that's cool. However, what really is driving is just the feeling of, I feel something from this. Like people are looking up to me or I feel like I matter now because I got a trophy that said whatever. And you it's can a sense always, of purpose. You, you get a sense of purpose. And it's just so interesting um, when I meet other threes because threes love other threes, yeah. which makes so much the sense. conversations are fantastic. Yeah, but I learned a lot about myself after doing the Enneagram. I'm such a big advocate for it because things that I, I don't know, things that I thought were normal about me I thought were normal about other people and it comes to find out, oh my gosh, not only can I be competitive, I'm the most competitive out of all the numbers (laughs) where before I used to always, I don't know, just have expectations on other people or just expect from, I don't know. It was so weird. Which makes sense because you're the achiever. Like you would set the bar high. Yeah. So to me, you know, having an all nighter doing work to me, I'm like, why wouldn't anyone else do that? That's one of the big things me and Alicia disagree on. She could end her work day and continue to work all night long. Whereas like, I will combust. I have to say though, I used to be so for like hustle culture because that's where I also got my validation, but I've learned how that's so toxic. So, um, we no longer do all nighters anymore. (laughs) And Um, thank God. And thank God. And that's one of the struggles of being, you know, an Mm -hmm. achiever is not knowing when to stop because what a normal person would see as, wow, I feel great because I worked from nine to five, I can turn off my computer and go do other things. We don't feel that. It's not enough. It's, it doesn't feel like it's enough. It doesn't feel like we're enough if we don't get so much more done. Interesting. So as you guys know, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit about what it's like to be a three from the Road Back to You book. Um, Alicia would love to know what resonates with you the most after you hear this whole list. Okay. Um, what it's like to be a three. It's important for me to come across as a winner. I love walking in a room and knowing I'm making a great first impression on the crowd. I could persuade Bill Gates to buy a Mac. The keys to my happiness are efficiency, productivity, and being acknowledged as the best. I don't like it when people slow me down. I know how to airbrush failure so it looks like success. I'd rather lead than follow any day. I'm competitive to a fault. I can find a way to win over and connect with just about anyone. I'm a world champion multitasker. I keep a close watch on how people are responding to me in the moment. It's hard for me to not take work along on vacation. I'm just going to highlight that for Alicia myself. (laughs) It's hard for me to name or access my feelings. I'm not one to talk much about my personal life. Sometimes I feel like a phony. I love setting and accomplishing measurable goals. I like other people to know about my accomplishments. I like to be seen in the company of successful people. I don't mind cutting corners if it gets the job done more efficiently. 
And finally, people say, I don't know how or when to stop working. Oh my God. I mean, she said, let me put the coffee down and look at the (laughs) list a little closer. There's definitely things on here that I don't relate to as much. Which is fine. And that's where we say the Enneagram isn't perfect. Yes, but. totally. Where I'm not much of a smooth talker, mm. but I also have social anxiety. So like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that really stood out was the keys to my happiness are efficiency, productivity, and being acknowledged as the best. Mm. I really value my day if it's productive. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about that oh, so much. Oh, we know. We know as roommates. And it's interesting because... If it doesn't feel productive, then I don't know how to sit there. And I've actually unraveled this a lot with my therapist because she says, well, why don't you sit in that moment of feeling, you know, let's say your day isn't productive. Sit in that. And what do you feel? Mm -hmm. And I feel anxious. She's like, that's even some of your OCD wanting you to be in control. You've made this productive schedule because you like the feeling of being in control and being productive. Mm -hmm. And you should sit in that and realize, okay, so what if I'm not productive? Like, what does that mean about me? You know? Yeah. And that's okay. I think too, what I've noticed about you, and I don't know if this hits on it, is like, there's even a difference. There's levels of productive for you. Like, you'll be like, so say for instance, in a day, you'll film these different things. You'll do these different things. But in your mind, it didn't quite hit what you thought. And then those are usually the, the days where like, you'll even get emotional and just be like, I didn't get anything done because it didn't reach Mm -hmm. your caliber of what you thought it should be. I had one of those days yesterday because my day was so on paper productive, but all day I couldn't talk for anything and nothing was coming out right. So I had a meeting, I had like three calls and big calls too. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the day, it didn't feel like one of my best days. It just felt like- I mean, yeah, I checked everything off the list, but I could have done better. Yeah. Which is like, that has to be so exhausting. Cause like for me, I'm like, I'm learning like even just to like nail down like two tasks in a day, which you told me like that helps you to like check those off. But I can't imagine like also having not just like what I wanted to get done, but also did it reach my expectation, which your expectations are like high. The best analogy I can think of is like a track. She's a runner. She's a track star, yeah. like a track runner of, even though they finish the sprint, they've done it faster. Mm-hmm. So it's just not good. It's just like, that's what, what I was just going to say. So I know multiple threes in my life and all of them are, um, very self-destructive when it comes to how they view their success. Mm-hmm. And all of them are very much like I have done better and once you've done better, that's what you expect from yourself. Yeah. So if you, if, if you hit, you know, what, let's, let's say you, whatever your task is, like you hit a 10, if you hit a nine one day, it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Or you, you think, okay, what went wrong? What was yeah. the problem? How, where so, did I mess so up? I can make it better. And I think a lot of threes do get a bad rep for being narcissistic, which can be one of their traits when they're very unhealthy or but you also have to be in order to like, to a degree in but order I think to people see that as, Oh, I care how people think about me or look about me. I need to look perfect. I need to be a certain size, blah, blah, blah. But it's more of a, I guess a selfishness of no, I, I didn't do this as well as I could have. What can I do to make it better? Like it's very self-focused Yeah. because it's like, well, I want it to be better. So I have to look at what's not working to fix it where it's not so much just about vein and looks. And obviously a lot of threes care about how they look. But another number that stood out to me was um, I keep a close watch on how people are responding to me in the moment. And again, 
it's more of a reading a situation, but so much to where you're not even sometimes focusing on the conversation because you're just so aware of what they're thinking about you. Yeah. And it's hard to like, just be real in that moment, but it's not so much a, it can be a, oh my God, I need to look like this or pump my face with this filler or do whatever. But it's not always that. And I think that's where it comes with every number. There's a healthy side and there's an unhealthy side. Yeah. I think the healthier side, it's not very much like narcissistic self-focus, but the unhealthy side probably can be where like it tends to become a spiral. Yeah. And I think too, cause I'm a wing three mm-hmm. and that what you just said, I relate to so much. I have a really hard time when I'm telling a story or I'm, I'm giving advice or something. And if I can tell in someone's like, their body language, their face, that they're not listening, or I think I'm giving something like great advice and they're not responding well. I have this inner panic where I'm recalibrating, like, what can I say to like get the results I'm wanting out of this conversation? And it is exhausting and it gets very much to where on the outside, you're having just a normal conversation, but you are so freaking strategic in like your head of like what you're saying, how it's coming across. Or even there are times where I, want to input in a story or a conversation, but I quickly like fast forward that whole thing in my mind. And if it feels like too much work because they won't be interested Mm -hmm. or it's just too much, then I, a lot of times won't do it. Yeah. Um, and another thing about threes is we really just love the idea of winning in multiple things, whether it's, um, I don't know, it's just, okay, what's next? What's next? Like that is literally I think I've come to terms with sometimes that's just like, that's just my personality and that's not a bad thing. Like, it's not bad to be like, okay, we totally did merch. We did, gave it a rebrand. We're launching. Boom. It's done. Okay. Like next thing, next step, next step. Like that's just the fun of it for me. Um, and I think it's been hard trying to find a balance of where I am being more healthy and allowing myself to rest, but then also just accepting like, this is who I am, you know, and it's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. and to not let people make me feel bad if, you know, I am doing a lot because that's just what I love. I think too, like the competitiveness is so funny to watch because like you in a normal day, if Ashley were to be like, Hey, like I'm going to cook us eggs. You'd be like, Oh, thanks Ash. But then there'll be some days where you're like, no, I want to cook eggs because I have this new way. And then if Ashley like fights you on it, (laughs) then it becomes this competition. But it's like, it's very like, it can be light and playful. And then there's other times I watch where I'm like, oh, she's like in it. Like she's, (laughs) she's going for the V right now. Um, well, as you guys know, we always have one of your guys' stories readily available to discuss and break down. Um, we have a, a email here from a fellow Enneagram type three um, with uh, a question for all of us, which I'm very excited about this because to break it down a little bit, obviously Alicia's a three, Taryn's a two wing three, and I'm a nine who goes to three when I'm healthy. So all three of us can relate to the three in very different ways. And I'm excited to hear all of our opinions on her email. Okay, here we go. Uh, She writes, hey besties, which is cute. Hey, 
My name's Carly and you can share it. I want to start by saying I just love your podcast. I grew up in a family that listened to talk radio instead of music in the car. And because of that, I grew up to dislike talk shows. (laughs) Recently, my sister-in-law showed me your podcast and I just adore it. The things you talk about are so real and relatable and it helps me to have an outlet like this, which I love. That means so much. Anyways, like I said, I am an Enneagram type three wing four. I am new to this whole thing, but the test I took said that we as threes crave success and have a deep fear of not being enough slash failure. Lately at my job, I've seen how true that really is. I recently got a promotion, which congrats, um, that I was so stoked about. I went into it with new ideas about how to make the company better and stronger. However, it is the first job I've had with a higher level of responsibility associated with it. We have a small team, but because of that, everyone knows whose fault it is when mistakes are made. Some of my colleagues and clients have been frustrated with me lately, and it has made me feel like I'm doing a terrible job. I have had extremely high anxiety lately, which I haven't never had in my entire life. And I've noticed myself falling in, falling into unhealthy habits like overeating and staying in bed all day. My usual way of coping with hard emotions has always been processing them by myself. It's always helped to go do something active like play ukulele or paint and waste time and energy to talk about them because deep down I know that no one will really understand. On some level, I feel like I have to admit that I am discouraged and want to quit and it will mean that I failed. Sometimes it feels like my three side and four side are pulling hard in opposite directions. One of them wants to win and to shove my feelings in a hole until I've got my name in bright lights. And the other side feels like I should slow down, use my anxious energy to create something and quit my job. I don't know how to balance the destructive sides, but my personality out of the Enneagram seems like a good place to start. I don't know if this email will ever make sense to the pod, but it feels so good even just typing it out. I hope you both have a great rest of your day. Love, Carly. So I have many thoughts already. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I, was just, I got out there. I was reading and Alicia like immediately grabbed her phone and started like looking through a bunch of stuff. I got my funny. phone because well, I think the first thing is you're already putting yourself in the category of oh well they're mad at me and I did something wrong when we actually don't know that I think a lot of people project things and a little quote that I saw today and screenshotted today said no one hates on average people so I hope you gain a hater today and it's so true yeah like it's so true you know what I mean so Here's the thing. You easily could have messed up on something. I think if you did, you know, take that in anything, take your, take that ownership, take the ownership, take the L say, holy crap. I <laughs> realizing what pot I'm on. Um, it's totally fine to, I think a lot of threes fail to admit when they're wrong. So it's totally fine to say that you messed up or you're learning and this is your first job, there's going to be so many times that you just fail and mess up stuff. However, I think it is really important for you to take a few steps back and, you know, maybe you came in and are brand new and you're doing a better job than a lot of these other people and, you know, they're mad or jealous. And I don't obviously want to like hype you up in a way if you did mess up in something, but Either way, if you take ownership of something you messed up on, they should get over it. And if they don't, it's still a them problem. Mm. I think 
in the end, like doing the best you can do at any job at any time. There's so many people that say, oh, well, I want to be a CEO and be a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. But if you're not giving your all and your best at what you're currently doing right now, then you can't just have the that drive. I don't know. Does that, uh, now I'm rambling. Ah, no, no, that makes, that makes so much sense. So and to me, I'm like, I would definitely like, don't allow those neg- that negativeness to give you, like, don't allow, don't give it so much power for them mm-hmm. to allow you to have that much anxiety. And obviously I struggle with anxiety. I know you can't just decide when it's there and when it's not, but I don't think you should dim your light in any way. And, you know, keep, keep making those suggestions or keep, um, you know, going full force with making this brand the best it could be because one, you never know where you're going to go from it and you never know where you're, um, or who's going to notice, you know, maybe some person up there is going to move to a whole different job and they're going to think of you because they're going to remember how proactive you are. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I really, I think what's really interesting is I don't know a lot of threes with a wing four. I feel like everyone I know is like a three wing two or a two wing oh, yeah, three. That's true. Um, and it's really interesting because you have two very, very different personality numbers, like pulling in different directions. Like you said, it feels oftentimes like your four is pulling in one way, your three is pulling in another way. And I can't imagine how like frustrating that must be for almost like 50% of you saying you need to quit your job and take time to create something more, be more creative and like, let that, let your emotions like kind of take over in this way and allow yourself to do that. But then having this other side that is like, no, just girl, like table those emotions and get the work done, get the job done. Like that must be hard trying to find that balance. Does that make sense? I think too, like, so, you know, in seeing like the basic fear of a three is being worthless. And I know I can relate to that. I feel like it sucks being a two wing three because I feel like you get it on both ends. Like that feeling of not being like enough or worthy enough or like doing enough. And so I'm wondering though, like as a three, is there almost this balance you have to find of like, if, if making all your achievements is like what drives you, like ultimately you can't control what other people view as like achievements or not. So is there a way you can almost like inwardly channel that to like still know like kind of what you were saying like no I did my best at this project and yeah I can learn from like the criticism I'm getting but like ultimately because it sounds like she's not able to find that because she's now going into coping skills that are unhealthy so is there a way almost that you've learned how to like not hold yourself as much to everyone's standards and like create your own I think something that someone told me once and it really stuck with me was just short-term gains versus long-term gains. Mm. And so many people focus on the short-term gains and they let that ruin careers or they'll be so upset with one little dip that they just completely give up instead of focusing on the long-term gain of how in the end, like you're going to be learning so much and everything's valuable and just kind of switching your perspective of what am I getting out of this? Maybe it's not the promotion you wanted, but maybe now you have another whole year of experience that's going to propel your career. I mean, I think just thinking of different um, perspectives on things is awesome. I also thought it was interesting how you being a four, you love playing the ukulele or painting. And that's such a four mentality because I have no four in me, but it's the romantic, the, you guys Mm -hmm. I'm sure have covered it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
And I think even allowing your feelings to show through, through the ukulele or through painting, you know, you don't have to paint a sunflower if you're not feeling that, like allow yourself to get Mm -hmm. that anger or frustration out that way. And I think you don't have to make it a this or that. It can be a, a, a perfect balance of the two, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I think something that's really important that all threes and all people in general need to realize is that success and what success is, is very relative and it's different from person to person. And I think something that, as Alicia explained earlier, that threes struggle with is competitiveness and just what's, what's successful in Alicia's eyes is different from what's successful in my eyes. So I think what you need to do as a three is figure out what's important for you and what those goals are for you. And it doesn't matter if you win or if you lose, as long as you're going towards what is most important to you, I feel like it's always a win. And as long as you're chasing those like personal goals and those personal successes, then like you're still on the right track. And you're, as long as you're not trying to be successful in someone else's eyes, does that make sense? Yeah. Another thing about threes is that they really, really care about what parents or, you know, your authorities, your teachers, you know, older people think about them because they want to be that A plus student or they want to be, you know, when I I just remember even being in elementary school, if the teacher yelled at the class to like line up, I would be there in line because I'd try to compensate for the people who weren't. And it made me feel so uncomfortable because I was like, guys, they, they, they clearly said like we have to. And I always envied those, you know, those kids who did break the rules a little bit because I could never understand how they could physically do that. Yeah. Not just because they don't want to but for me it wasn't about my feelings of not wanting to get in line it was I can't let them down and something that I learned through listening to Gary V a lot was how everyone no matter what number you are there's always someone in your life that you're trying to impress Mm. and I think the threes just feel it more and they can get trapped in it more because they search for that validation from you know people of either higher um, ranking or their parents or whoever. And Bosses. most of the time, like 99% of the time, it comes down to one of your parents. For mm. me, it was my mom. We've had conversations about it. I always wanted her, her opinion mattered to me more than anything. Mm-hmm. And if I felt like I was letting her down, I know you're listening to this mom, love you. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm totally <laughs> fine. We don't need to go to a therapy about it. I'm good. Um, it, it's just, it's always one of your parents that you're seeking their like validation from, or you're wanting to make them proud or whatever. And most of the time I notice myself not caring as much about other people's opinions when I finally learn to let go of that hold of me wanting to impress my mom so much or mm. make her proud. And it was such a toxic thing because yes, obviously, you know, I want my mom to be proud of me, but not in the unhealthy way to where I was only living my life for her. So when it comes to caring about, you know, your coworkers' opinions of you and stuff, I would even dig a little deeper and think, okay, what about this makes me uncomfortable? And even, you know, the thing that helped me the most was once I started, you know, if my mom hated how I dressed because it was like a little more modest or not modest and revealing, Mm -hmm. the more that I kind of just made my own decisions for me, the more that that power let go. Yeah. And it made it so much easier to not care about what other people were thinking. It doesn't mean you have to be a complete rebel and do the opposite and just like be this crazy person. Mm -hmm. But once you just start really making decisions on your own, then you're able to back up those decisions with an actual, no, I chose this. So it was my decision. And it kind of makes that fog of people putting you down so much less because you're not just trying to make them happy. You're doing it because you want to. 
I think too, like we've talked about before, like we always talk about like projecting, right? Like they always say like the person, if there's like a a relationship, if a person's always accusing the other of cheating, they're probably cheating, right? So I think too, if a three at their core of what they're thinking is always being like, oh, I'm held to these standards. And if I mess up, like I'm mad at myself, I'm down on myself, I'm questioning everything. You almost put everyone else is thinking the same thing about if I mess up. Even for Carly, like, and I think you touched on this too, of like, people might not even be mad at you. Or, you know, if they brought up like, hey, like next time, can you do something this way? There was probably not this ulterior motive thing tied to it. It was more just like, oh, like here, can you do something this way? But if you are constantly thinking of like, I have to reach this thing and you're projecting that everyone else is thinking that, like you're always setting yourself up for being like viewed as a failure, you know? I relate to that so much. Honestly, I feel like just this past year, I realized how when I am more unhealthy, I can be so judgmental. And that's the voice that I am scared of. The voice that I will say in my head about maybe someone else's mistake is what I assume everyone else is thinking about me. And now I've been able to kind of clock myself and be like, stop that because you're your own worst critic. No one else is thinking this and you're gonna make it harder for yourself to mess up if you're thinking this of other people. Like make it about yourself because that's just not helping in any way. I think this is so great. I think, I think too, like it's good to see how it presents in different ways. And I feel like threes are kind of the number that I feel like are the most where threes relate to other threes, like you said, because I think there's something that you see in like how they like strive for achievement. They strive for success. They like are hard workers. It's something that is a lot more outward that you can see. Whereas like, you know, in other numbers, it's a lot more of the like inner struggle that's going on. And I think it's so cool to see not only like, I mean, we've had a front seat to like your success and just how brilliant and talented you are. But we've also seen the other side of how you've gotten burnt out. You've struggled with like balancing that. And I think that's something a lot of people would not necessarily think of these people that they see as like top of their field. They're like, oh, they have it together, but they don't realize the struggle that goes on and like how many things are going on inside that are overwhelming too. So I think it's a good thing to remind ourselves like, I don't know if you ever get like people like talk to you like harsher or maybe like they just think like, oh, you're not going to be phased by this, but they don't understand like how one statement can set off a spiral of you being like, oh my God, how do I like make that not their opinion of me anymore or something? Especially for her being a three wing four. So she is really much in touch to her emotion with her emotions. Um, I think what you have to do when it comes to that, like balancing thing is, you know, allow yourself to, to strive for the best, allow yourself to set those goals. But then also, you know, because, because you're not, because you are more in touch with your emotions, you need to give yourself designated time. So if you are starting to feel burnout, I think it's really important that you like throw a red flag up and be like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to play my ukulele. I'm going to paint. I'm going to go for a walk, like whatever it is, but you have to make sure you get that taken care of before it becomes too much one of the books that literally changed my life was the subtle art of not giving an f (laughs) sure you can fill in the blank by mark manson and definitely read it a thousand percent 
Um, and it's just talking about how to not care what other people think about you. And spoiler, he basically just says by the end how the only thing certain in this world is death. Mm. Like we're all going to die. So pick and choose who you care about. Like yeah. pick and choose. Yeah. I care what you think about me, Ashley. You you're my sister. Yeah. And I do respect your opinion of me. And I want you to be honest with me. But some random person who comments on my videos, I'm not going to care about what you are saying about me because you don't know me. Yeah. Or so whether your employee good- approves of what you're doing. Like, obviously you want to work together and have a good relationship with them, but are they going to rule your life? Is their opinion yeah, going like, to wh- r- like make decisions decide for you? Decide where you're giving that power to, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then because you're a three, I feel like I just want to hype you up also. I also saw a really good quote today. <laughs> and you're saying, that, um, Carly, that your biggest fear is failure. And this quote was like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I think that is really powerful. I was like, let me think about this. Yeah. So I think, you know, Obviously, we're going to have L's. We're going to fail from time to time. But I really do think that having that mindset of you can will continue to help you propel forward in your job um, because allowing these people to affect how you view yourself is not okay um, because clearly it's causing you to wonder if you should quit your job. Um, And I think you, you obviously have way too many talents and way too many brand new ideas, which any job needs new people with with a fresh mindset and and new ideas for them. So I think you have a lot to bring to the table. Um, And I think you just have to keep encouraging yourself to move forward because if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you're beaten, you are. So Lita, can you give like just your top advice for how to maybe like reset as a three or to give yourself like, advice on how to break from that pattern or like actually take a moment to chill because you know even you've mentioned I'm sure most threes are relating to like oh yeah that's all sounds great for me to just go home and like not work and do whatever but that doesn't always feel like a plausible thing so like what's your advice on like how to care for yourself as a three I think one thing is trying to put my phone down even Mm -hmm. if it means turning it off I'm so mental to me that's different than having it in my purse Like turning it off is me making that active choice of I'm going to turn this off or go for a walk and leaving it home. I get so pumped about myself because even though it's the same of having it in my pocket and not being on it, it Mm -hmm. is different to me. So I don't know if everyone's like that, but I'm definitely like that. (laughs) Um, And then as far as like, I thought of this one exercise that my therapist had me do, which does lean more into anxiety so everyone can relate to it. But um, she had me draw myself as a stick figure. So I mentioned this on a podcast episode on Pretty Basic, but if you didn't listen, grab Plug. a piece of paper, basic. grab a pen, just draw yourself as a stick figure and just scribble wherever you feel anxiety, whether it's your hands pulsing, if it's your face tingling, if it's your stomach feeling like there's a hole in it. And my, <laughs> after 10 seconds, I said I was done. And she said, no, 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 no. Keep going. Just really think about it. Where do you feel it? And five minutes later, I have my stick figure, which is just scribbled all over, like the whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing just scribbled. And then she said, okay, now I want you to draw an environment around your stick figure where you would feel the most you and the most relaxed and the most um, de-stressed and not anxious and just Mm -hmm. feel safe and secure. And without even thinking about it, I drew myself 
like in the mountains. <laughs> and I'm not a mountain person. Like I'm yeah. not. And so obviously I, I draw it and I'm kind of confused. And I just started crying because it felt like I felt the anxiety gone. Like I yeah. genuinely felt as if I was in that space. I drew myself like in a meadow with some flowers and it was just nature. And it was so interesting. Cause I am not like, I'm not <laughs> like that. Yeah. And walking through it, she had asked me like, what about this? Do you think you drew it? And I always have said, I love being with a view. Like yeah. when I feel removed from the world, I love being in an airplane. I love being just high. Cause it feels like the chaos of the world is below me and I can breathe like above it. And obviously for some people that's the ocean. I think I was kind of shocked. I didn't draw the ocean, you know, most people would say something like that, but I think find that special safe place for you. And then when you are in those times, you can appreciate it more. So now anytime I'm on an airplane, at least for a solid 30 minutes, I'm just like sitting there at least, or I let myself enjoy that because obviously I could be watching movies or whatever. Some people may even draw them watching movies, you know, but for me, that's just, I don't know, something. So I think just figuring out your safe place, um, and having that time to enjoy it, or maybe it is just turning off your phone and going for a walk and feeling like maybe this isn't the best advice, but it does feel like you're more in control. Um, you know, turning off your phone and making yeah. that conscious effort instead of feeling like you're just chained to your your schedule and that's yeah. controlling your life instead. No, I love that. And we kind of talked about that last episode. Um, you know, like sevens hate boredom. So if they're trying to do self-love, like it's not realistic to be like, oh, go take an hour bath and then like sit in your room and journal. Like you've still got to find what works for you. So if as a three, you like feeling that control, like you can still channel that into still being intentional and taking time apart. So yeah, maybe like not all of us have to be like, I'm turning off my phone to like be away from it. But if that you feel in control of that and you feel like I'm able to achieve this goal by taking this much time apart. I don't think there's anything wrong in like using those things that you work well with to achieve something. Completely. And I think in the end, um, what makes me feel the most happy is helping people with their success Mm -hmm. because that is something that I think takes it off of me, but it still allows me to be in that world that I love, but it's not about me and it's not my work. It's just able to help other people. And that's more rewarding and validating than, you know, any trophy or award or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Alicia. I think, I think honestly, we say it over and over again, like the most beautiful thing about the Enneagram is it just gives you this really like in-depth look at just how people are so different in the way that they tick. And like, for me, um, I have so much more empathy for people's areas of struggles where like, I didn't understand it as much. And we've talked about how it's easy to look at people and be like, oh, well, you're afraid of being bored, like just chill. Or, oh, you're afraid of success, like you're fine. Or, oh, you're, you don't like conflict, like just like do it. You know, it's like, but when you look at the depth of what that's like for someone and you really take the time to learn about other people, like it's just given me so much more love for like Mm -hmm. both of you learning about your numbers, but also I feel so much more equipped to like recognize signs of like when you're struggling and to be open and like ready to like help you in anything. Yeah. I think it's helped 
I mean, all three of our relationships so much because I did not understand Ashley, even though I can like go to her number. I just didn't understand the whole conflict thing as much or um, just certain ways that you worked. But after reading about myself and realizing the way I feel when I feel unproductive or like I didn't succeed is the same way you feel mm-hmm. about feeling unloved. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I can relate to that a little bit, cause that's two's my wing, you know, to maybe an eight, I cannot relate to their struggles, but knowing that they feel the same way I feel is yeah. cool to be able to understand that. Or even Ashley's like realizing, oh my God, the way that I feel after a day of feeling so unproductive and like I'm worthless or like just whatever is the same way you feel when there's a whole bunch of conflict and you feel like you're being pulled in different ways, you know? And it makes you just more empathetic. Yeah. Oh my God. That's such a cool way to look at it. I love that. Ah, guys, we hit every number. Look at us. And um, just Carly, super stoked for you. Good luck with the job. Good luck with... um, the balance of three and four. Mm-hmm. I, I fully feel like you've got this and uh, we're so pumped for you. Um, So obviously, I mean, we're done with our like Enneagram focus episodes, but we love, I mean, most of the time when you guys write in, you give us your Enneagram and it just helps us to know you better. So um, we'll probably hit on it again. Um, again, head to our Instagram for resources or different things that you can look at and dig deeper into your number and the Enneagram in general. Um, but thank you so much for everyone who wrote in. I'm sorry we didn't like get to everyone, but we definitely feel like we can all relate to at least one of the episodes and like what we covered, you know? I'm being a three right now. I feel like I could have done better. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even talk about like the performance aspect or feeling like you have to be on and all that stuff. I love that so much. But like our email also, that wasn't something she was asking for help with. So I think you did great. I know. I just used, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the top. We we walk in her room an hour later and she's highlighting the book like, guys, we need another episode. She steals Carly's email and just gives her like a whole list of like personal things to do. Oh, geez. Well, guys, thank you so much. As you guys know, if you're still listening to the end of this episode, you're the ones we love the most. They are. We, well, of course they are. Not, uh, people, people bow out at the end. No, it happens. No, no, no. We don't take it don't personally. Don't put it out there. They're listening. <laughs> That's right. Um, Taryn, do you want to wrap it up with a dad? Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to read two because I had one I was two. really excited about. And then also You're someone- only allotted for one. You know what? So I'm going to read one that I saw I had prepared, but also we had a DM of one that was really funny. So I'm going to read both. Okay. Ready? Yes. What did the angry hedgehog say to its enemy? (laughs) I'm going to quill you. (laughs) I'm going to quill you. Instead of kill. Are the quills like their spike things? Yes. Uh, like kill but quill see we you get either it. get it or you don't okay i'm ready for the brooke wrote in and gave one that says what did the green grape say to the purple grape <laughs> stop whining <gasps> that's good ash that's good your guesses are getting I'm so getting much better. better i'm getting better lex loves that <laughs> <laughs> breathe you idiot breathe <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's 
wine thing. Like, it's so funny because you either have dad joke humor or you don't. Like, yeah. it's such a defined sense of humor. And I think it's so funny when people are like, what? <laughs> but I know you support me out there, people. Guys, thank you so much for joining us in this Enneagram, um, you know, series and learning so much about ourselves. Obviously, if you guys want to continue writing in your stories and including your Enneagram number, that'll help us out so much to get to know you guys even better. Um, and if you continue having Enneagram questions, you can always write us. It doesn't have to be the end of our Enneagram discussion, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, we love you the most, sis. Love and you. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.